Right, we'll start the Mishnah on the Lamed Tera Madalif. It's a new sugya. Now we can talk about uh, in cutting the hair, which the Mishnah discusses now, which we haven't discussed before. What's the restriction against cutting the hair for the Nazir? How <coughs> and in what time frame? So Stam Nizirut, Lamed Yom. So Stam Nizirut is 30 days. That's no Chilish. We've already had that right in the first parak. We know that Stam Nizirut is Lamed Yom. The reason it's repeated here has to do with the Next statement of the Mishnah, which is Gileach, Osha Gilchuli Stim, Soter Lamajum. If he cut his hair, or he was forcibly had his hair cut, then he's Soter Lamajum. He undermines 30 days. <clears throat> what does it mean? Uh, what does it mean 30 days, or why 30 days? It's because, in order to, because the Stamnazi root is Lamajum, right, then in order to qualify to have hair, that is really to be cut at the end of the Zirut, one has to wait 30 days to have such hair. So now, based on this, you would suggest that depending on whether it's a <coughs> Nazir Merubah or a Nazir Mu'etet, right, so then if, if he is a, just a 30-day Nazirut, right, and then he has his hair cut, or he, he, he cuts his hair or his hair is cut, then we say he has to repeat, basically, the whole Nazirut. Whereas possibly when he has a longer Nizirut, right, this is a possibility, I'm not just the only one, but the possibility is that in a longer Nizirut, like of 60 days, say for instance on the 30th day of his Nizirut, he cuts his hair or someone else cuts his hair, maybe that he won't have to do anything in additional, meaning because he has 30 days remaining in his Nizirut, and those 30 days remaining in his Nizirut, right, will be sufficient to create <coughs> the length of hair that is considered kadosh, and therefore he won't have to do, he can just continue with his nizirut. Tosus brings both possibilities, it brings the possibility that this is <coughs> 30 days, means it's only uh, talking in a case the last day. One possibility Tosus suggests is that he got his hair cut, or he cut his hair on the last day of the nizirut, and that's why he only requires 30 days. That's the omelot. And so this brings the second possibility, no, that 30 days is even in the middle of his nizirut. If he gets his hair cut in the middle of his nizirut, if there's 30 days left in his nizirut, then he doesn't have to do anything. If it's less than 30 days, he needs the 30 days to gain the hair length that will be ro'oi to be cut at the end of his nizirut. So if he's in a 60-day nizirut, if his hair is cut at the 30th day, he has 30 days remaining, that's enough. He doesn't have to do anything special. On the other hand, if he's in a 60-day nizirut and he reaches the you know 50th day, he'll have to wait an additional 30 days, 20 days beyond his Nizirut in order to gain the 30 days that he needs to have his hair be long enough. What if he only gets a trim? <clears throat> Alright, so that's, we're going to discuss that. What is considered cutting? That's a good question. That's a nice question. Alright. Ben <clears throat> Ben Got to cut whether with scissors, whether with a razor. Now what is Sitsev Koshu Chayav? So where the first learns is Mesisif Koshu is Shetalash Ksat Berosha Seyar. Means exactly what you're asking to eat. He snips a little end of the of the hair. A little end of the hair. Tosus wasn't willing to accept that. That's exactly Tosus says exactly that. Alright, Shisif Koshu, although the word Talash here, right? But it, over there it says Barosha Seyar, so it's very hard to argue to argue that he's plucking it out. But Tosus does learn like you. He says, Paris to Koshu, Apilu Serachat, even one hair he plucks out, like what you're suggesting, so Okir Mi Ikaro. So Tosus believes that the <coughs> that simply snipping the hair at the end, that is not sufficient. You need either a tar, a razor, scissors, or a plucking out of one hair. That is what will give you Malkus. Whereas 
<coughs> the first believes even if you just snip the ends of the hair, it sounds like you'll be chayav. And we're going to see in the letter half of today's daf that because of their difference here, they also explain the Gemara differently uh, later on. Okay, so now the Gemara asks a little fun Gemara here. Ibailu, hi Mazio, or here Benito is the other uh, girsa, right? That this hair, milatachad rabbi umilatel. Where does your hair grow? When hair grows longer, does it grow from the roots? Right? Or does it grow from the top? I mean, it stays stable, but the ends of the hair expand and grow out. So, <coughs> I want to know. Why not, Camino? Why does it matter how your hair grows? Does it grow from the roots or outwards? So if he gets his hair cut, forcibly has his hair cut, but they leave over enough hair that you can turn one of the heads back into the roots. So that would be enough hair that he could do at the at the end of his busy roots for. So now, if that's the case, meaning that we know that that's considered hair that's hashu. Not that there's any middle or any anything special about the fact that he can tilt the hair back to the roots, except that we see in other halakhic a frameworks that that's considered a hair that is chashuv. Since his hair is chashuv, it's enough to allow him to shave his head with. Now, why does, why does it make a difference? Why, why is it mine enough for me? So that's what it says. If it goes from the roots, right now, when the person takes the neder nizirut, right, he has a certain amount of hair on his head at that point in time. That hair becomes kadosh. So now, when the hair grows out, right, if it's growing from the roots, the part that the hair that he made kadosh is moving further and further away from his head. So now, when they cut his hair, they cut away the stuff that he made kadosh at the time of his neder, and then all what you're left with is panim kadoshot. You have the new hair that's come in. If it grows from the ends out, right, then what they cut was the new hair, the new stuff that's grown, right, and then what he has, <coughs> right, that he cuts the ends of his hair, then that's the new hair that's grown. And the old hair that was there at the time he took the net there is still there. He has enough significant hair that was there at the time of the Kedusha Sanazir or the taking on the net in his root. Therefore, he would be considered <coughs> enough to cut his hair on, and he won't be okay his nizirut. Right, I agree with you. I, I agree a hundred percent with what Shul is saying. Is that you would have thought that the kedushas and nazir is from here going forward, my hair is cut. Right. So here, right. Exactly. Very good, Shul. I agree with you. Right. It feels like that the pushup shot here should be the other way, which is is that the hair growing, new hair growing, is what becomes Kadosh, because that's, you took the net to zero, to prospectively, that's going to become Kadosh. But you see from this Gemara, that our understanding of that is incorrect, that the <coughs> the Ikar Nizirut refers to the hair that's there at the time you take the Nether Nizirut. That's the Ikar hair that becomes Kadosh. I think the one right that you can bring to that is the case by uh, the Nazir, right, with the Asham Nazir that he ate he says, there, <coughs> never ate, he never ate from, I'm uh, sure, never ate from a uh, Asham Nazir, except for that one case by that, uh, the, the young Nazir who saw his reflection in the water. And over there he says, what? He says, I'm going to cut my hair, this hair off, and make it cut Hashem. So you see that his intent was the hair that he had then was going to be cut Hashem. That one grew out later, but the hair that he had at that point was Kadosh. So I think that might be a riot to this, I'm not riot, but obviously the more believes this, but just a similar type of position that the hair that you're making Kadosh is the hair at the time that you take the Neder Nizirut. So now the Gemara wants to know. Hold on a second. 
I'm still understanding the mouth because either way you still have an amount of hair that can be bent to its uh, base. Right, but, 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 but do you have hair that was, can be bent to its base that was extant at the time of the Nedunizzi root? Was it there at the time it's of the Nedunizzi root? Is it the Nazir Kodesh uh, hair or, or was that the hair that was removed? No, it says Shegakul Nizim Vishirubo Kedei Lachuf. Vishirubo Kedei Lachuf. Yeah, but where they leave? They're leaving it close to your roots. Right, that's the place that they leave it. So now, the close to your roots, is that new hair? Or is that the hair that was there at the time that you took the Nether Nizi roots? I mean, the possibility is, right, you took a Nether Nizi roots and then your hair is growing, growing, growing. The guy cuts off the ends. What's left was never there at the time of Nizi roots. <laughs> Let's say they cut off a second after you take your Nether. All right. I mean, there's still... What, the moment you take a Nether, you have all the hair on your head is Kadosh. And so it doesn't matter if they cut it off a second after, they cut it off... Exactly. What? <clears throat> no, it depends which way you. Uh, it depends which way you're viewing. I mean, you're right. Okay, I'm sorry. If you say Milal, I understand your point. Your point is that if they cut it right that instant, then there is no Napkamina, right? It'd have to grow a little bit. I agree. Yes, the hair would have to grow to have a Napkamina between these two. Right. <clears throat> so now the Gemara wants to know. This is an interesting Gemara here. How they try to prove whether your hair grows from the roots or from the the top. So is that so? This is Tashma. Uh, <clears throat> uh, so let's bring a proof. In Vokhayo, you have a lice. Life eggs that are abide, right? They're in this. The kain biikvo de binto. We know that they are found at the roots of the hair. If it's true that your hair grows from the roots up, meaning from the scalp outward, then they should eventually, these nits should be at the ends of your hair and not at the roots of your hair. So it's proof. The fact that these nits are always found at the roots of your hair <coughs> indicates that your hair is growing from the top out and not from the bottom. Where it says, no, the old arm mitaka. No, that's not a good proof. Now, really, your hair grows from bottoms up, right? It goes from the bottoms up, but Rabbi, right? But because the eggs are alive, meaning that they have a live uh, louse in them, they crawl themselves back. They try, they roll themselves back to the roots of the hair because they gain their sustenance. If the verse says this, that they gain their sustenance from the uh, <clears throat> being close to the scalp, the moisture and the oil that is close to the scalp. That's where they draw their sustenance. So they roll themselves back down to the at the roots of your hair. So even though your hair is growing, possibly growing from the roots up, they still roll themselves back. So Tashma inva meita. What about <clears throat> either a dead louse or a dead uh, knit? Beresha de binta. We always find them at the ends of the hair. When they're dead, they're at the ends of the hair. If you think that the hair grows from the top out, I mean, it doesn't grow from the roots, then Rabbi, they should be still stationary at the um, roots of your hair. I mean, that if they are, while they're alive, at the roots of your hair, and then when they die, how do they get to the ends of your hair? The only way they can get to the ends of your hair is if, they're, if your hair is growing from the scalp outward, from the roots outward. When it says, No, 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 no. Anyway, maybe your hair does grow from the out, outward, from the top out, and not from the roots. Uh, why, are these, why are these nits now found at the end of your hair when they're dead? Because they lose it when they lose their life. I mean, when they die, they no longer have the strength to hang on to the roots, and they roll down to the end of the hair. They roll themselves off to the end of the hair. Which those two answers are mutually exclusive? Oh no, one's dead and one's alive. Yeah, I'm saying no matter what. I think the question is inconclusive from this. That's right. what it is. Inconclusive. You wouldn't have to say the other answer. Right. You just say, you can even say because of Pusey, you just say because of gravity, you know, for the living ones also. 
Right. No, but gravity is pulling it outwards. But they have it growing. They should have been. They're stuck. The live ones are stuck near the roots, and the dead ones are near the ends of your hair. So in the opposite places. Wait. So Gemara wants to prove opposite things from each of these. Right? So try and prove opposite things. And the Gemara just rejects each side by saying we could say the reason it ends up here is because of the other side. All right. Tashma. So now Gemara wants to bring a proof made blowrit dekushim. Very interesting. From the haircut of the blowrit, blowrit is found in the Gemara a number of places. This blowrit is a haircut that the generally the Komrim Labodazara, the priests of Labodazara, used to get. Now the haircut consists of what seems to be you shaved your head around the sides, right? And you had a mop on top, and then you had a I would consider it like a ponytail or some sort of uh, long hair that grew out of the middle of the back of your head, and that hair they used to braid right? they used to braid it tightly into the head so you have this shaved sides and then this hair either a ponytail that comes out the back or some mop on the top of the head that's braided tightly into the hair so now <clears throat> once they get this special blow reach haircut or work done the bottom so after they get it all braided up you see that the braiding weakens where does the braiding weaken right from the root side so if you see that you have a braid of hair and the braid, they grow out this blurite the braid stays tight on the outer edge but yet they are loose there's no braid when you get close to the scalp so that means what must mean that the hair is growing from the scalp outward <coughs> excuse me <coughs> because the braids are only staying stationary at the ends of the hair and not at the roots of the hair so how do not mean a very interesting answer. So this is it. No, maybe the hair really is going from the ends out. Ah, why are the braids found at the end of the hair? Because when he sleeps, when he sleeps on it, he puts pressure on the braids, and he puts pressure on the braids to slide out to the ends. And by sleeping on it, there is not meaning that you and how can I the hair grows from the outside out, and the braids would say tight towards the roots of the hair. But when you sleep on it, you cause pressure on the braid to move outward to the ends of the hair versus being at the roots of the hair. So from there we have no proof. Now the Gemara brings the final two proofs that are going to give us the answer. Tashma and the secreto. is the dye or paint they used to put on the animals when they were doing the meiser. When they used to do the meiser, the tenth animal that came out of the gate, they used to uh, paint it with secreta, with some sort of dye. So that secreta, dirapi imra, ilataka. So when you hit the, when they dye, when you hit this paint or this uh, marking on the animal, you see that what? That the hair gets stuck together. Right? The paint causes the hair to stick together. And as the hair grows out, you see that what? The part that's below the part that you painted is starting to be loose. It's no longer stuck together. That Marcel, they talk of Vitanyo. And we have a Bryce or a Mishnah that supports that position. I mean, until now we've used logic. This we have a Bryce or a Tanan that also proves that point. Bit two. And another point, which is Minyona Dioma. Kad, Shave, Savia, Dignon, Ibran. Right? We know that when old people grow beards, right? And the older people, when they grow their beards, their beards get gray. Right? So they color their beards black in order to have their, to look younger. Right? Ikve, right? Ikve, Nimhon. Right? Then we know that when, Shrami Yom, they talk about me, Shrami So we know when their hair goes. What? Kibbon is white. No, I know. I'm oh, sorry. So too, Katsavi when they color their, I'm, I might have missed the word. I'm sorry, but they had their beards go. They color their hair, their beards, white beards, black. When they grow out from the bottom, the roots are what turn white again. 
So, you know, if you color your hair, where did the first point where the non-coloration shows up, where does it show up that you start to go back to the core natural color of your hair? At the root level. So Mar says, Shmami So it's clear from here is that the hair grows from the roots out and not from the top set. Again, Tosus points out you could have said the same thing by the Imra, by the sheep. Also, when you paint the sheep's hair red, you see that the wool that goes out from the bottom, from the roots, are white. I mean, not only are they not stuck together, they're also white. They don't have the dye on them anymore. Also, from the let's say, let's say you, let's say you prove it from there. What really proving is that sheep's hair. Okay. You can't prove that human hair works the same way. The underlying assumption that they do work the same way, but I hear you. You could differentiate between. By two, but an additional proof. Very good. Say about the additional proof from a human that you see that when they when you do hair coloring, the hair coloring deteriorates or is lost once they start the hair starts to grow out from the roots up. All right. So there you. <coughs> so there we go. So now we got through that that issue. We know that hair grows from the bottoms up. Now Bella. Now we can do this price. Right now, why is that true? But if you think it grows from the roots up, then it should be soaked there, right? If we said the nafkamina is that when it grows up from the roots out, that means when they least can come and touch your hair, you have no hair left that was expanded at the time you took the net and the root. Now here, we have a bracelet that says when you can come and cut your hair, and they leave enough hair, they look cool, it will show, but that's not soaked there. That's exactly our nafkamina. Then when we say when it grows from the roots out, it should be soaked there. So why is the bracelet the other way? Why should it be soaked there again? Well, why? Because there's no hair left that was there when you took the net and the root. Right, there's none of that hair that was there when you took the nebizy roots is, is there anymore because the new hair grew in, it grew in from the roots up and what they left you is new hair that grew after you took the nebizy roots so, other than the Rabbi, this store could go to Gilchu Achar Oh, now that's a possibility that they, t- they cut his hair after the young Malos Umani Rabbi Lezer, this is like Rabbi Lezer, the Amar called Achar Malot we had this Rabbi Lezer earlier in the Masechta, right? That Anything then you had cut your hair after the completion of the Nizirut, Zayin Soter. It only uproots seven days. My time with the Rabbi Lezer, Taira means Tuma. You learn cutting your hair or shaving your hair for Tara from the shaving of your hair for Tuma. My Tiklakas Tuma Shivna. Just like the Tiklakas cutting hair for Tuma is seven days. After Tiklakas Tara Shiva, so too Tiklakas Tara is seven days. Now, just as an aside, the reason you need seven days by Tiklakas Tuma is because you can't bring your carbonos until after seven days. So, Tosis points that out that it's not really. <clears throat> a really strong, you know, parallel here that this seven, just because you have to wait seven days by two months, you have to wait seven days by Tara. But nevertheless, the Gemara says that should be enough, right? That should be enough to show you. And we have this next line, which is Kim Hudarabanan. Because that after seven days, your hair, if it's totally shaved off, it's its heads can reach the roots again. So between those two, we have a conclusion that that is enough. Seven days is enough, but not that. The, not that that limud is a limud gamre, because learning from Tikalagas Tuma is not really about growing the hair, but more about the amount of time you have to your taro to bring the karbanot. Now, based on this, Rabbi Lezer, you're going to have different stages here. <coughs> Rabbi Lezer believes that if you had your hair cut or something goes wrong on the yom melos, on the day that you finish, finish itself, then you'll have to wait 30 days. And that might be our Mishnah, and that might be Rabbi Lezer's opinion. We've seen other places that if it happens on the day you finish, yom melos, 
then you have to wait 30 days. Before. If, or before, right? Before is that we saw in the Tosos some controversy about what happens when it happens before that point. You have to wait 30 days. Or can you even have those 30 days waited with subsumed within your Nizirut as long as you have 30 days left, right? So now, but if it's after your own Malos, if it's after the day you finish, then, <coughs> excuse me, according to Abelez, you only have to wait seven days. And Abelez will be the author of that Braiso. Because the seven, seven days you wait, right, to complete your tumor, or seven days that you wait, it'll be sufficient to cut your hair. So here, if they cut your hair, and there's still the Kufit Rosho left, that's equivalent of growing it out for seven days after Malos in Israel. So you have, when they cut your hair off, and you have the Kufit Rosho left, that's equivalent of waiting seven days. So that's why the Braiso says it's not Soter. If they shaved everything off, then you'd have to wait seven days in order to get the Kufit Rosho, and you can then go ahead and do your tower. The proof from... Uh... <coughs> The, the proof for Rabbi, Elo, uh, Rabbi Ezra from the, the uh, Tegmach HaZetuma mm-hmm. seems to be problematic because, I mean, yes, while you need a certain amount of hair to do your Tegmach HaZetuma, um, but to bring, to bring the, 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 the Kabbalahs for Tegmach HaZetuma, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming what that means is that um, when he brings when he brings the Kabanos, he does a... When did he do the Tegmach HaZetuma? At the beginning of the seven or at the end of the seven? The end of the seven. So he needs that fresh hair, right? But on the other hand... Right, so uh-huh. okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Alright, <clears throat> so that's the end of this first part. Now, the next part, so this is uh, what we discussed earlier, the Tosus and the Meforish disagree about what it meant to be Sifsuf. Does that mean plucking out a hair, or does that mean snipping the hair? <coughs> Now, there are three ways to learn this tomorrow. I'll tell you now. So now we'll, we'll start. We'll try to read it. I'll read it with the Mufarish first, and then we'll go back and read it with the Rosh, and maybe the Tosos. Right, a razor. In the Elatar. Right, because when it says over here that you're not allowed to, the restriction against cutting one's hair, it says, as long as it's an Azir, So it sounds from the Pasuk that as long as he's an Azir, Ta'ar, what does it mean, Tarlo Yavoro? So you can't cut your hair with a razor. Implicit in that is what anything else would not be problematic. It's only tar that is restricted. Now, that's what this Bryce wants to know. Tar Rabbana, Tar, Eliyah, Tar. The only thing I know from the Pesach is that you can't shave with a razor. Right? Talosh, Meirat, Sifsev, Kosher, Minai. What about other forms of, <coughs> excuse me, cutting one's hair? So if you look in the Mepharish, what are these different types of things? Talosh is Seyar v'samoch l'basar. That he says that you cut your hair close to the roots. Avalo akro l'gamrei. You did not uproot it. Right? Then what's mirto? Mirto is that you uprooted. You plucked a hair out. And Sifsef is k'mosuf, what he explained in the Mishnah, which is that you gave it a trim. You cut the ends. And you cut the ends of the hair. So going to the Mepharish, the Gemara says, we have tar, I have a razor which cuts everything away. So that is restricted, that's clearly restricted in the puzzle. Now, Rabbi Yoshio wants to know, how do I know that I also include things such as a short haircut, right, or a trim, or even plucking a single hair out of your head? The Gemara says, Talmud Gomar, what does the puzzle say? Kadoshiye, Gadol Peres Arosho. So that's the next part of the puzzle. Tar Lo Yavar Rosho, Then it says, 
Kodesh So that there's a requirement that your hair remain Kodesh and grow out. Kodal Pera. That it should grow out. So what do we have now? We have that it'll be a Lotase. If you cut it with your with a razor, that will be a Lotase. Right? If you cut it any other way, that will be an assay. You'll violate the assay of Kadoshia Gadol Perel. That would be you violate the assay. That's where Yosha learns the puzzle. Rabbi Yonatan Omer, Tar, and the yellow Tar. I only know from the puzzle Tar, which is a razor. Meirat, Talash, Sifsev, Koshu, Potur. Rabbi Yonatan says, you know what? Any of those items, if you cut, take a short haircut, you do a trim, or you pluck a hair, you're Potur the Gamre. So what is he going to do with the second half of the pasuk? Kadoshi el memradim gilech leiv detar kaim aleiv ba'asri belotase. Ah, so kadoshi is modifying the first half of the pasuk. What does it mean? Kadoshi el gadel perev. That is because tar lo yavar el roshel. Because he can't have a razor in his head, therefore his hair will grow out and be long, or he's required to have his hair to be long. So the way Rabbi Yonatan learns the Pasuk, there's only one restriction. That's cutting your hair with a razor. And that restriction will be both an assay and a lotase. So now, the Gemara says, We have another price. Tar, in the other tar, only have a razor. Tolosh, mirat, sisim, kosho, minayin, tamalomar, lo ya'abor, al rosho. So they don't learn it from the second half of the puzzle of Doshier, but rather they say tar, and then lo ya'abor, al rosho, comes anything. Should not be mavi, al rosho. We are fashion, so fain, they're both kotovar. So now, if you're going to include everything, then why did the Pasuk mention the word tar at all? Why mention the word razor? If you're going to say, so just raise, lo yaber saro shok, do not remove his hair. Why do you put the word tar in the Pasuk at all? Matam lo yaber lo yaber saro shok, lo fish lo lamadu le tiglachas ha'krona shiabitar. How do you know that when a Nazir becomes tahor, that he actually has to cut his hair with a razor? Because right, it says at the end of the Pasuk Yudchet, it says, V'gilach ha-nazir petach o-moed at Rosh Nizor. So he has to cut his hair at the end of his Nizirut. And then he has to take the hair and place it under the El HaShlamim, the Zavach HaShlamim. Where does it say you have to use a razor to cut his hair at the end of his Nizirut? Right, so, Lamado Mitsoro. Let's learn it out from Mitsoro. We know Mitsoro has to use a razor, which is not so simple that we know that the razor has to. But assuming that we know that Mitsoro has to use a razor, let's learn it out from Mitsoro. The Gemara says, Yeshar, you can't do that. You ain't down in Kabachomer, the Hachmir, love. You can't die in the Kabachomer. Mitsoro is much more chamur than a Nazir. Why? A Mitsoro has to cut all his hair off. A Nazir only has to cut his head, the hair of his head off. So how could you learn from a Mitsoro, which requires a razor, to a Nazir that requires only the tap of his head, the only the hair of his head to be cut off, you can't learn it, you need a razor. So, where do we learn it from? We learn it out from the wood, Ta'ar. It says, Ta'ar, lo yabar lo Yeah, I mean, that's the way, uh, that's the way Tosas learns it, what you're suggesting. Tosas says, the last line of Tosas, we look on uh, Lama Tetz, on the base, the second to last line there, he says, if you don't need tar to teach you about while you're in the Nizirut, you will become that will get mafas from Lotavor, you know, say I will show, don't remove your hair. Then you'll use it at the end, like Shaul suggesting that, but you know, in the linear, no, it's nailed in your hair. That's the way you're going to learn. So we're going to learn the puzzle like this. 
that you can't remove your hair. Ta'ar lo so that ta'ar has nothing to do with during an azirut. That's the end of an azirut. You need a you need a razor, <coughs> excuse me, to take it off. Right, and then kadoshia gadol pere. What are you going to do with the kadoshia gadol pere? You're going to have to say that what that is used for. A assay. Okay, now that assay, what it applies to, it's not clear from this price. Though that applies, though that applies to, it sounds like from this price that it applies to everything. So both everything, any type of removal hair will be a lota say and an assay. Now Rebbe says, Rebbe Omer, we don't need this. Rebbe Omer, Tarlo Yavoro Rosho Ad Milos. The Pesach says you're not allowed to put a razor on your head until you finish counting. What's implicit in that? When you do finish counting, what do you put on your head? A razor. It says, Implicit at means that when you do finish your days, what do you put on your head? A razor. That's how you complete your root for putting a razor and cutting off your hair. Similar says, What's he going to do with tar? He doesn't need that. Then what does he do with the word tar? In order to violate, <coughs> excuse me, two lavim. You'll be if you cut with the razor, you'll violate both the isra of lo yavor both the isra of not removing any hair, plus tar lo yavor So you can read it both ways. That you may not cut your hair during the zirut anyway possible. You may not cut your hair. Plus, there's a second restriction of tar lo yavor that you can't have a razor cut your hair during the uh, zirut. Therefore, if you cut with a razor, you violate two lavim: one lav of tar and a second lav of lo yavor arosho. That you're not removing your hair. How do we know about the razor at the end of your zirut? That comes from amelosa. Right, therefore, the tire you can't put on your head comes on Mosei Yamim. At the end of your Nizirut, then you do have a tire. You don't have a tire through your Nizirut, but you do have it at the end of your Nizirut. All right? And if it would have just said Anmalos without tar, you wouldn't know what Anmalos Oh, very good. So Tosas asked your question. Excellent. So Tosas goes through a Trihusa. This Tosas over here on the Memo Manal goes through a Trihusa. It shows you that the placement of tar also gives you both Limudim. Because if you wanted to say, uh, if you really wanted to say just the tar at the end of Nizirut, you should say, Lo Yabor Aroshel, Tar Ad Malos Yamim. You should put the tar close to the Malos Yamim. In fact, if you place the tar prior to Lo Yabor Aroshel, allows you to learn both things out. Both tar lo yavar show that is in isurlav of tar during the nizirut and losayamim comes to teach you that there's an isurlav if there's a uh, requirement of tar at the end of the nizirut. So that's what Tosa says that you have it's because of the placement of tar in the pasuk allows you to learn both things out. So notice this ainot tzarif. Where in here? That's the second line. Oh, ainot tzarif. You don't need this. We don't need the word tar to teach you, the word tar itself is not sufficient, not necessary to teach you that that is the, at the end of Nizirut that you require a tar. Because you use the word Adam Loseyamim, and then the placement of tar was, uh, would make it more. So I think, I, I hear what you're saying. It's not the word tar itself. You don't need tar. You don't need tar where it's placed in the pasuk. I think that's what you have to read. Enotariyach, that's what you have to say now. It, it's, when it says Enotariyach, Enotariyach, that you shouldn't have had tar before the Yavor Roshel. You could have had tar after Roshel. Because you do need the word tar to teach you, like you're saying, that you need a tar at the end. So I agree with that. You see it in the, if you want to read the Tosas goes through this, the whole three Chusan, Mem Amaral. Alright, so now that's according to the Mepharsh. That's where the Mepharsh stands. Now, we can learn, now the Rosh brings down two, two ways to learn this Gemara, two possibilities of learning this Gemara now. And Tosas uses one of them, so we'll go through them in a different way. Next possibility of the learning the Gemara. Alright, I'll go through the way that Tosas learns that's the second Gersa in the, in the Rosh. If you look in the Rosh, 
the rush on Lamatev and Base. Look at the rush and Lamatev and Base. The rush says two, four, six, eight, ten lines up from the bottom of the rush. It says Inami. There's an Inami in the rush. It might be highlighted for you guys. I don't know in the rush. It's towards the way end of the rush. It's probably like the last tenth of the rush on the page. It says Inami. So it says Inami. Kibbeintar modedolaki b'cholamavirin. So that's it. Now, b'cholamavirin means what? You're going to get malchus for anything that is considered removal. Meaning that anything that's like a tar, anything that functions like a razor and removes the hair in its entirety, everybody agrees that you get malchus. If you did a cutting that is not a shkosa, a cutting that is not removal of the entire hair. I mean, if you got a haircut, you got a trim, right? In all these instances, you haven't removed the hair in its entirety from the head. In those instances, that's my focus between Rabbi Yonatan and Rabbi Yonatan. And it's not enough left to be co-faced back to the Roshul. And that's where they argue about it. So based on that, everybody agrees that there's a lab for removing your hair entirely. There's only a question about if you didn't remove your hair like a tar, right, then you will get a malchus from that. Now what's the advantage, right? Uh, what's the advantage of learning this way? Now the advantage of learning this way is what do we do with the time of our Mishnah? Right? The Tan of our Mishnah says <coughs> that what? The Tan of Mishnah says that you get Malchus when you did it with Zul, with scissors, with Tar, with a razor, or Sitsei Kosho. Right? And what is Sitsei Kosho? So that's a question of what is Sitsei Kosho? If you say it's just a trim, but with scissors, you can't remove all your hair with scissors, right? Scissors by definition leave a certain amount of the hair left. So the fact that our, our Mishnah says, the time of our Mishnah says you get malchus for cutting your hair, or possibly according to the Mephorish of just trimming your hair, which Tana does he hold like over here? Right? If you, if like, if you go like the Mephorish's Pshat, Rabbi Yonatan says there's only an Ashay. There's only, outside of Razor, there's only an Ashay involved. So how can you get malchus? And Rabbi Yoshua says there's not even an Ashay involved for things that don't involve a razor. So by saying that what, the tar, when we use the term tar, it's a category and not limited to razor, then you can explain our, <coughs> excuse me, explain our Mishnah. Because then the tar of our Mishnah can be like Rabbi Yonatan. Why can the tar of our Mishnah be like Rabbi Yonatan? Because Rabbi Yonatan believes there's a lab for tar, anything similar to tar. Right, for a razor, anything similar to tar. So now, you can explain our Mishnah, that's why Tosos might explain it this way, to explain our Mishnah. What does he say our Mishnah talks about? He talks about a tar, a razor, zuk, scissors that he cuts so close to his head that he can't be co-faced, right, the Roshali Karo, and ta- what did he say sit safe was? He didn't say sit safe was trimming the ends. That's nothing like tar. He said sit safe is like plucking out a hair. Right, so if you pluck out a hair, that's very similar to a tar. That's the way a tar functions. A tar functions by removing the hair entirely from its root, right? Cutting it at the root level. So plucking it out would be the same. Therefore, our tana of our Mishnah will be, or Rabbi Yonatan will be like our tana of our Mishnah. He could be the author of the Mishnah, because he says, where do you get a malchus? You get a malchus for tar, for razor, and anything similar to razor, right? And that way, we can explain the Gemara according to According to this explanation of the Gemara, we can explain the Tanah Barmishah being like Rabbi Yonatan. Otherwise, according to the way the Mephorsh explains the Gemara, there, none of these none of these opportunities, none of these options are really for our Tanah. Our Tanah holds like none of the options that the Gemara brings. Because the Gemara has no love for anything besides Tanah, according to the, uh, according to the, the way the Mephorsh explains it. Well, according to Rabbi Yonatan. What? No, even according to Rabbi Yonatan, it's an essay. 
for the other Ma'avir, it's not safe. According to the Mepharish. I'm talking about, according to the Mepharish. That Tyre is a love. How do I know everything else? Kadoshiyah, Kadoshiyah, that's not safe. Right, so that all the other requirements are under the mitzvah as say. He says, he says that, that's if you use a tire, you're going to say That's Rabbi, I'm sorry, Rabbi Oshio. I'm sorry, I'm not quoting the wrong, sorry, thank you very much. Yeah, Rabbi Oshio. Right, so I'm saying, <coughs> so you're right. According to the Mepharish, the Tana of our Mishnah cannot hold like any of the Tanaim, any of the options in our Gemara. According to the way we just learned in the Rosh, he can hold like Rabbi Oshio. I'm sorry, it wasn't Rabbi Oshio, it was Rabbi Oshio. He can hold like Rabbi Oshio, which says what? That's Rabbi Oshio. Rabbi Yosha said that tar, but the way the, the, the way the Rosh is saying tar is not limited to tar. It means tar, anything that looks like a tar. And since it's tar, anything that looks like a tar, you get a malchus for that. That's what Atana says. Atana says what? Says tar. Zog says is that you cut it so short, meaning really very short haircut, plus sifseh. And the way it comes to explain sifseh is not that you get a trim at the ends, but rather sifseh is plucking the hair out. And that's like tar. So all those will be below. Then the cholamah virin, like all the other options, then that'll be an essay. So that's what the Rosh, that's what you gain from learning the, <coughs> learning the Yigmar that way. Is it? What do you have to say that Rabbi Yoshe says it has to be anything like that? Rabbi Yoshe learns it is just from Gadel Peres HaRoshah. Which means it's an essay. And our mission says Kayat, he gets a lot. So that's the problem, right? The problem is that going to the first, you only have a mission that you only have an essay here, you don't have a lot. <laughs> right. Okay, the third way to learn the mission is if you go just up from where we were in the rush. <laughs> And this is, uh, Tosas mentions this type of thing, that the Ravoshi and Ravionatan have extreme positions here. <coughs> Tosas also brings this possibility down that there's extreme positions in him. So if we look here, Nazir, if you look where it says, Nazir Shigilach ben Bezug ben Batar. It's about midway, about exactly the midway of the rush. About halfway up down in the rush, it says, Nazir Shigilach ben Bezug ben Batar. Right? You guys probably have that highlighted in the article. Maybe highlighted, right? It's not. <coughs> it's not. But you see it? Midway? Yeah. Okay. Midway. It's across from the Gemara Lo Yavor. Where the Gemara says Lo Yavor Rosho. Alright. Literally, he takes either he cuts with a scissor, cuts with a razor, or he pulls with his hair. And he removes his hair. Right? Because the pair is big Gemara. Lo Yavor, the Rabot, Kol Hamaavirin. Loyavor means everything. Talash, Meirat, O Shif Seif. And Talash, Biyad, if he does it with his hand. Meirat, Bissam, he does it with some sort of chemical. Shif Seif, Biyad, or he calls it, Devira Seyar, Tamadomar, Kadoshia, Gadol Peret. Kadoshia, Gadol Peret means that he only includes these other items by Kadoshia, Gadol Peret. So, the way the rush is going now, this first lav includes Zug, Tar, and Shif Seif, which is all the things listed in our Mishnah. So, the way Ravoshia is learning, right? <coughs> is that the lab of Tarlo Yavor show includes everything that is a Zub Tar and Shisaviyub and he removes all of his hair. Sir Sarok, when he clears out all his hair, whether it's through a scissor, tar, or a sifsay, <coughs> then he's kayak. Talash made to shift shape. If he only does these other items, it's not. Then Tamar Kadoshia Gadol Peresh of Alamit Sutta Say, Shitsiva Kadol, the Gadol Sarah Valoya Biro, the Memra. That what? When he shaves up his head, there's not saying, look, say, but shard, it's you, let's say, are. I feel a say ain't both, but other types of hair taken off the hair, there's not even a say. That one who says that all you get a mitzvah a lot for all the ma'avirin is like neither of these tanoim. 
Rabiosia, according to Rabiosia, Asehu de Ika Bishar Marvim, or Rabiotan Akila say Leka. And according to Rabiotan, there's not even an Ase. So, the way the Rosh reads this, it's similar to the Mephoresh, but <coughs> you have extreme position here, which is that Rabiotan believes that nothing besides Tar has any restriction. There's no Lab and no Ase for anything besides Tar. <coughs> and Rabbi, uh, I mean, that's Rabiotan. Rabiosia believes that. <clears throat> that only for, for tar you get an assay below the assay, and everything else is just under the assay, which is very similar to what the, the first learned. In that case, you end up with a problem that these prices nobody like our author <coughs> And that's why the rush brings down the inami. The inami is to show you that here to create a case where we have some one of these tanoim that follows or gives us a position that we can understand the tano of our Mishnah. Alright, we'll stop here. Stop here and continue the